0: Hi everyone, it's Melinda Garvey with the See It To Be It podcast. This week, we have another great interview with an incredible role model. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, welcome to the See It To Be It podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Garvey. And today we are welcoming yet another incredible role model, someone who's come to us all the way from Australia. So we're super excited to to chat with her down under. Her name is Sandy Forster and she is a speaker, mentor, author and entrepreneur and we're going to hear all about her journey and all things Sandy. So welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you Melinda. I really appreciate you asking me. I love what you're doing, you know, getting the message out and empowering others. So Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Well, happy to have you, Well, And of course, we were chatting before we started the show about the fact that it is winter here in Texas. And normally we have mild winters and we had this crazy, crazy freeze. And of course, it's summer in Australia. You know, you're down by the beach in your summer clothes and, you know, we're all jealous of you right now.
1: I know. (laughs) Summer is definitely my favorite time of year, I have to say.
0: Well, let's get started here. And the first thing I love to do is I love to go way back. You know, when you were growing up, when you were a young girl, what do you think you were going to be doing? What was your big dream?
1: You know, that's a great question. And I don't know if I'm different from other people, but I never had a big dream. Like I did not at any stage think I want to do this thing. Or I want to do that thing. Or I want to do the other thing. That was never part of the picture. When I was 15, my parents, we lived in a southern state of Australia in Victoria. It was very cold. They wanted to move to the northern state where it was warm. And so they sold our family house and decided to take half the money, my older brother, younger sister, and we'll travel the world for 10 months, which we did. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And then we moved to um, the new state, nice and warm started high school and for the first time in my life lived by the beach. So my only real dream and goal was to leave school and go to the beach. (laughs) That was it. I just loved the sunshine and the warm and the ocean and just loved everything about the coastal life. And so never had a big dream when I was young, never had a big dream.
0: Sounds like the the traveling part might have followed you a little bit, you know, as we were chatting earlier also about your traveling and loving to, to do that. So maybe you got that travel bug when you were young, when you traveled for 10 months. That's pretty cool to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you're right. That definitely gave me the travel bug, even though I didn't really start traveling till I was probably in my late 20s. But I loved travel and I still love travel, but we're sort of stuck in Australia at the moment, can't travel anywhere. But I love traveling and having experiences. So I don't go and stay in like five star resorts and all that fancy travel. I like to do things like I've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and trekked the Inca Trail and trekked to Everest Base Camp and done all those sorts of things and take my children with me so that they can have amazing experiences as well.
0: Mm, Very cool. So where do you think you got that sense of adventure? I mean, because that's not even just adventure. I mean, that's kind of hardcore. I mean, hiking Kilimanjaro and base camp of Everest. I mean, that's not for the faint of
1: heart. (laughs) Well, you know what I think it is. I think that in my real everyday life, I'm very much an introvert. I like my own space. It's like, leave me alone. Let me just do my thinking and my reading and my studying. And I live a very kind of normal, everyday, steady life. So when I travel, I like to do something that makes me really super excited and kind of just gets me completely out of my comfort zone. So I think that's where it's from. I live this very steady life. And then when I travel, it's like, yeah, let's make it happen.
0: (laughs) They're like, what? What's that introvert doing climbing all these mountains, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like to keep people on their toes. No, I love that. (laughs) So tell us just a little bit about what you do now and sort of how your path
1: evolved into what you're doing now. Sure. So when I left school, I went and worked for the local library and that was great because every lunch hour, it was literally one minute, like walk to the beach. So every lunch hour, I used to go and lie in the sun, swim in the ocean. So that was my ideal job. Plus, it really gave me a love for reading. So I got so good at learning how to cover books because that was part of my job, Description. I got really good at covering books and reading another book on the side (laughs) so I could cover books without looking. But I fell in love with books and, you know, used to read all the time and still do. But then the aerobic era came in. And I remember going to my gym one night and the girl there who normally taught, you know, little 10 minute exercise sessions wasn't available. And they asked me to do it because I used to go every night. So they figured that I could just kind of fill in. So I started teaching these aerobic sessions and then all of a sudden the actual real aerobic era hit and there was an ad in the paper for someone to teach aerobic classes at a gym. So I put my hand up, didn't know what I was doing, but put my hand up, said, I'll do that. And they never ended up getting a session started, but I decided to start my own. And so I pretty much started the aerobic era in Australia, as far as I'm aware. Oh, so you're like the Jane Fonda of Australia. Exactly. (laughs) And I actually, the thing is, I loved what she was doing. And you couldn't buy leotards in Australia. Like the only style was black, little cap sleeves and low legs. So I bought some Lycra and I started, you know, mucking around with it because I really do like sewing as well. Well, I used to, I don't anymore, (laughs) but I used to love sewing and making my own designs. And so I started designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear. I just kind of fell into it. I had no idea what I was doing, but I started doing that. And it really took off because, you know, people wanted nice leotards. People wanted nice, bright. It was like the fluoro era of swimwear. So I used to do that because that business was kind of more of what I call a hobby business, because when I first moved to Queensland and started high school, I met a boy and we went out for 11 years and then we got married and I had a six month old and a three-year-old, and then we got divorced. So that hobby business, designing and manufacturing swimwear, that used to make us enough money on the side for us to do some landscaping or buy some new furniture or maybe go on a holiday. And suddenly that business had to be my absolute entire income. And because it was just a hobby business, like I'd just buy all this nice lycra when I saw it. And then I'd go into the garage and sew all winter and make all these bikinis and leotards. And then I'd find an empty store down by the beach over summer. And I'd sell all this stuff and, you know, make that hobby money. But suddenly it had to be a real business. And, you know, I tried to make it work, but I had no idea about what a business was. I had no idea about how to grow a business. And I ended up $100,000 in debt and had to close the business and ended up on welfare and really scary, stressful situation to be in because I'm raising two kids on my own. I can't afford anything. Like at the time, welfare was about seven and a half thousand US dollars a year. Yeah, it's nothing. So you just really can't survive on it. And so I had no idea what I could do. Like I didn't have any real skills or anything. So it was like, I was kind of searching, searching. and I kind of fell into the personal development field. I loved reading books about, you know, what people were doing and getting inspired and positive thinking and all that sort of thing. And next thing I know, I discovered life coaching and I decided to be trained to be a coach. Had no money, had to borrow the money to actually do the training. So I had to put that on credit card. But I just felt really drawn to it, not because, and I have to be perfectly honest, not because I felt like I wanted to change the world or wanted to help people. I got drawn to life coaching because it was in the personal development field, which I really felt drawn to, but because I wanted to save myself, I wanted to get my head above water. So I fell into life coaching and I loved the fact that around that time, I'd also discovered the law of attraction. And I used to bring that into my sessions. And so it's kind of one step above positive thinking. So positive thinking is about thinking positively all the time and focusing on what's good in your life. Whereas the law of attraction is really trying to get rid of all the negative altogether. Like you don't just don't focus there at all. And you just focus on what you'd love the ideal outcome to be. Focus on what you truly want because law of attraction states that like attracts like. So when you're putting that out there then you're more likely to attract those experiences and situations and opportunities into your life. So I just absolutely fell in love with the law of attraction, brought it into my coaching sessions, started learning about internet marketing at the same time, started to bring that into my business and my business pretty much took off. And then, you know, about a couple of years later, I ended up coming up with an idea for a program, a mentoring program for women, which again, I think was probably one of the first in the world. It was back in 2003. And I know every man needs dog has a mentoring program for women now, but back then it was really new.
0: I always like, say that you did it before it was popular.
1: Yeah, exactly. I always do things before they're popular and don't realize.
0: <laughs> As you were talking about leotards or earlier, I was thinking to myself, there are probably a, a whole bunch of 20 somethings listening to this podcast going, Leotard, what the hell's a leotard? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Right? exactly. laughs> and, and who the hell
1: is Jane Fonda? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's so cool. And when I look back at the things I've done, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I really was ahead of my time, but I didn't know I was ahead of my time. I totally loved the whole thing about law of attraction and brought that into my sessions, and then launched wildly wealthy women, a mentoring program for women. And from there, I just had so many people always saying to me, oh, I want to do what you're doing. You know, work from home, make as much money as I want, work in the personal development industry, choose my own hours, help other people, and just." I want to do what you're doing. And so I ended up launching the Inspired Spirit Coaching Academy, so I run a 10-month training and certification program for people, mainly women, who want to become internationally certified law of attraction coaches. And I also obviously bring all my, you know, money mindset material into that. But one of the things that I'm really passionate about at the moment is I run a program called Millionaire Mindset Experience, which has everything people need to completely rewire their brain, and I'm loving that so much because the success stories that come out of there continue to blow my mind. You know, people having loans that the bank just rings a button and says, you're released, like you're forgiven. We're just wiping it. You know, people that manifest $10,000 in their job or business that, you know, never had that happen before, like all sorts of amazing little, what I call money miracles happen. So that's what I'm really, really loving at the moment, hearing everyone's success stories. That's what really fires me up.
0: Let's talk a little bit about back to sort of this money. And obviously you you had a focus there because of your debt, you know, and trying to figure out how to get yourself out of it. You know, they always say that the best therapists are those that are in therapy. All the good therapists are in therapy themselves you know, really that constant learning and examining, but let's just talk a little bit about women and money, because as we know, women struggle with everything from asking for that raise and demand to be paid, you know, their worth and their value, and even being able to see their worth and their value and being just all kinds of money things. So I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about some of those core tenants that you teach to women, how to overcome some of those common money issues that
1: women have. I see this all the time. And I mean, you're right. Often what happens with your own self is your mess becomes your success. And so for me, my mess was money, like on every level, you know, mindset level, practical level, the whole work. And so being $100,000 in debt and on welfare, a really, really scary place to be because you like, how are you ever going to get out of all that debt? But because I discovered the law of attraction, I started to change my thinking, I was able to completely transform that. And yes, I have gone from welfare to millionaire. So my absolute passion now is working with, you know, everyday women who are in that same situation, maybe not as bad as I was, maybe not, you know, that $100,000 of debt non welfare, but who just, feel like for whatever reason, they're kind of stuck. They might be making great money, but they just can't seem to get further. Or maybe they've started a business and they just can't seem to crack that six figures. Or maybe they're in a job and they just feel like they're plateaued and they just can't get that raise or get that promotion or whatever it is. So I always say, and this is, I think the key that people don't understand, is that when you marry the mindset, marry the metaphysical with the practical, that's where the magic happens. So too often, When people discover, say, the law of attraction, they might think they can sit around meditating or visualizing or affirming and expecting the money to drop into their lap. It's not going to happen. You have to take action. But then people that don't understand the mindset side of it spend a lot of time doing, 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 and they burn themselves out and they feel so frustrated and like, ah. But it's because their mindset is in the right place. So when you marry the mindset, the metaphysical with the practical, that is really when everything can happen. Because I love what Wallace Wattles, who wrote a book back in 1910, was called The Science of Getting Rich, very old language. But one of the things he said in there, which I love, was by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it so yes you can put it out there put the desire out there put the what i call the order out there and you can focus on it and visualize it and affirm it and feel at one with it and really vibrationally align with it and it can come to you but it's still in the metaphysical and the metaphysical is just beyond the physical so it's still not quite there in your physical world it has come to you but by action you receive it and i think that's the missing piece for a lot of people that discover the law of attraction is that they think that it's just all about the mindset. And I always teach my students, you've got to align body, mind, and spirit. There's not just one thing. You have to make sure uh, with your mind that you're obviously thinking the right thoughts and you're focusing on what you want and you're really clear on how that looks. And then spirit is how you feel. The emotions you attach. So, when you think about that thing that you want, you don't think about it from a place of lack and how you don't have it. You think about it from a place of where you've already manifested it. It's already in your life and you bring those feelings up because the feelings help you attract. The feelings are what are magnetic. But then the body is the action. You've got to take action. You've got to take action every single day to achieve that goal, that dream, that desire. So, it's not just about thinking the right thoughts, it's not just about feeling the right feelings. It's not just about taking action, but when you align all three, absolute magic can happen. Very, very interesting. And what are maybe if you were just to give a few
0: beginner tips to our listeners who maybe want to start down this path of the law of attraction, what are some of the things just in
1: your daily life that you should be doing? I think the very first thing you need to do is get really clear on what you want. Like, what is your dream? What is your desire? What is your goal? And, you know, when you're really clear on what you want, that helps you, I guess, generate the energy and the excitement to want to actually take action and to move forward. So once you're clear on what you want, then I think it's really important to go out there and find yourself a mentor or a coach or someone who has achieved the success that you're wanting to achieve so that you can follow in their footsteps. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, join their high-end mentoring program. It could just be as simple as reading their book or going on their podcast or being part of their Facebook group, whatever it is. But just find that mentor who's already created that success. Because when you're walking through a minefield, you want to follow someone who knows where they're going. So, you know, you may as well, instead of making all the mistakes, spending all the money, spending all that time through trial and effort. Follow someone who's already created that success because then your success will come so much faster. So get really clear, find yourself a mentor. Then once you find that mentor and you learn certain things, apply what you learn. It's very easy to get stuck in the learning and just keep learning and learning and learning and thinking you have to know it all before you do anything, but you've just got to take action. So you've got to apply what you learn. And then I think the last thing is persist. So, you know, when it comes to, I know in my own life, when it's come to, creating success. It's so easy to give up. Like the first time something goes wrong or the second time or the 10th time or the 100th time, it's so easy to give up. But if you know you're on the right path, if you know this is what you're meant to be doing, if you know this is going to lead you towards your success, then don't give up. Just keep going. Because I always say to people, universal law is universal, which means that if you're focusing on what you want, you're feeling the right feelings, you're taking action, thinking the right thoughts. Universal law states that what you desire will come to you. So universal law doesn't say, well, it's going to work for Melinda and it's going to work for Sandy, but you over there uh -uh, ain't going to work for you. It is universal and it works for everyone. So even when you think that you know, you're going down the wrong path, and you've made the wrong decision. Sometimes that just means that your dream, desire, or goal is so close that it's starting to move from what I call the metaphysical into the physical, it's crossing that barrier. When that happens, quite often people get uncomfortable, they feel this kind of change in energy, they feel like, have I made the right choice? Oh my gosh, maybe I should be doing this instead of that. Maybe I want to change my goal, like they feel that uncomfortableness. So just keep persisting. And, and I'm not saying that every single idea or thought or or action you take is going to be the right one because I've made so many mistakes. So just understand that you know you are going to make mistakes, but it's knowing when to keep going and not to quit too early because that success that you seek might just be one more step away, might be just around the corner and you give up just a little bit too early. So I always say, you know, get clear on what you want, find that mentor, learn from them, take action on what you learn and persist. And that's really going to change your life. I especially love the advice
0: about finding a mentor. I, I think that sometimes, and especially as women and especially in this world of social media, that we we compare ourselves and sometimes we give up because we think, oh, well, I'm not meeting a certain standard or my business isn't successful enough and I've been doing it longer than this person has. And you know, that goes back to that mindset, you know, having this mindset of abundance and really changing that and using the mentors and role models like, oh, I can do that. Well, if her business is double in mine,
1: then I can do that too. Yeah, it's too easy to fall into the comparison trap and, and look at what we're doing compared to everyone else. And what most and particularly women don't understand is we know all our faults and flaws and everything that is going on inside us. And then we compare that to what other people project and everyone's projecting their best self. So we, we compare the worst of ourselves against the best of everyone else and think we're lacking whereas everyone's got something going on everyone's got their own struggles everyone even those of us that absolutely know the law of attraction inside out we're normal like we have our ups and downs and it's just that I think for me particularly I've learned how to when I get side swiped for whatever reason something happens it could be anything you could just wake up in the morning get out of bed on the wrong side and you know you're having a bad day but I know how easy it is to then get back on track bring my thinking back to what it is that I want to create and imagining that my goal has already been achieved and putting myself there and feeling it and that gets me back on track whereas a lot of people when something happens that kind of takes them sideways they start focusing on that thing and talking about it and sharing it with their mom and sharing it with their daughter and sharing it with their best friend and telling everyone at work and they're just putting so much time and energy and focus into What went wrong, that they then attract more of it and they wonder what's going on. So it really comes back to in every moment, you've got a choice to think about what you focus on, to think about what you talk about, to think about what actions you take, to think about how you feel. You've got the choice in every moment. So you get to choose how your life unfolds in front of you. You want to focus on what's not working and then grow more of that, or focus on what you truly want and then grow more of that. It really comes down to a choice. Absolutely. So, is there kind of a pivotal piece of
0: advice, either that someone gave you at some point that was really a turning point for you, or that you like to give out to people because you know it's super impactful? Sort of that advice you'd pass on.
1: I think for me, the thing that was really pivotal was I don't know if you heard of Mark Victor Hansen. He's written billions and billions of books are out there. So I remember, and I don't even know how it happened. I don't know if I was at an event or or I was hearing him speaking somewhere, but I remember he was talking about, and I knew he was very successful. He was up there and he was talking about, I don't know, even though the subject and he was talking, and then he got off track and he was talking about something else. And then he comes back on track and then he got off on track and he's all over the place. I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, because prior to that, I thought to be a business person, you had to be very structured and professional and have your act together. And I heard him and thought, oh my gosh, his mind sounds like a male version of my mind. He can do it. I can do it. And so I completely fell in love with his teachings. And I remember flying to the US two or three times a year to attend his mega events. He was so inspiring. And I thought, that's what I want to be for others. To show that you don't have to be this polished, professional, got it totally together person to actually get out there and make a difference. And so he was really a huge influence in my life. And I really miss his mega events too. I bet. And
0: it's so funny that you say him. He's actually good friends with a friend of mine who lives in Arizona. And I think a year or two ago, we went to a birthday party and she's like, I don't know if you've ever met my friend, Mark Victor Hansen. He wrote all the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I'm like, uh, yeah. Like who doesn't know him? So I actually got to meet him, which was oh, kind of exciting. Yeah. yeah. So I am also a fan. Yeah. He's just amazing and can totally resonate with that. Very, very cool. So tell us as we kind of just wind down here a little bit, just a couple of things about you personally. So like what gets you out of bed in the morning? What's your big passion?
1: My big passion, and I know it sounds strange. I might sound like a workaholic, but I love what I do. I totally, absolutely love what I do. And obviously one of the first things I do in the morning is walk my dog at the beach, which is fun. Awesome. And what's one thing you can't live without? can't live without my blender. For decades, I have been in love with smoothies. It started off as fruit smoothies, now it's green smoothies. I couldn't live without my blender. Yes, I know. Once you get
0: addicted to them, it's
1: hard to get off of that, is for sure.
0: Okay. So where can our listeners find you? You know, I know that you're an author of your books. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about like where they can find all different things about Sandy and, and what you're doing out there?
1: Sure. So if they want to find my book, how to be Wild, wealthy, wealthy fast, I guess you can just hop on Amazon. I think it's sold pretty much all around the world. But to find out more about me, you can go to wildlywealthy.com. That's my home base. But if your listeners are interested in a money manifesting bundle, I've put something together for them that's totally free, guided visualizations, some money affirmations. They can go to wildlywealthyfree.com. Awesome,
0: wildlywealthyfree.com. Great. Well, we'll make sure to also put that in the notes when we promote it. That's very generous of you. I'm, I'm gonna go check it out because I'd like to be wildly wealthy.
1: (laughs) And, And honestly, when you start to listen to the guided visualization or the affirmations, you're starting to rewire your brain, and that is just the first step. That is absolutely the first step to going on to creating, you know, greater and greater prosperity in your life. It has to all start with what's going on up here.
0: That's so wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And so what's next for you?
1: Uh, Next for me, I'm actually, so my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast is really based on a whole lot of money manifesting uh, processes and exercises that I created to help myself go from welfare to millionaire. So what I actually want to do moving forward is create a whole series of books. For instance, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast for Coaches, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast for Real Estate Investors, How to Be Wildly, Wealthy fast for Network Marketers. So yeah, I'm going to be creating a whole series of books specifically for different niches. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm about to launch a podcast in the next month. So I'm really excited about that too. Wildly Wealthy Women. So that's going to be all about money and manifesting.
0: Awesome. Well, it sounds so great. And I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing to support women so thank you so much thanks for being on the show and telling us all about you and we will be watching to see what you do next and following everything you do thank you so much for having me melinda thanks for listening to the see it to be it podcast for more female empowerment inspiration and advice subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week and check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com know someone we need to feature reach out at OnTheDotWoman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.